Hey, hey, y'all. If you want to head to our website to check out all the different things Pizzazz offers, then just head to pizzazzart.com. That's P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. You will see our online memberships. We've got kids club memberships, our lettering club membership, our one project a month membership. We call that paint and praise. You will see some freebies that we've got there for you. And you'll see our local classes if you're local. So head to the website, check it out, pizzazzart.com, P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. Hey y'all, this is Casey Hope with the Casey Hope Podcast, and today I am super excited to introduce y'all to one of my very best friends. She is one of those life friends who is just all throughout life. I feel like you have childhood friends that are lifers, and you've got people in college that are lifers, and Sarah came into, into our world when we both had little babies on the playground, pushed them in swings, and she is just, just somebody that I love to pieces. She, I learned so much from her. She has just such a, just a whole lot of knowledge and wisdom, and I have seen her walk through life with such grace, and, and just, there's just so much to learn from her. So, I asked her to come on the podcast. We're going to do a couple of podcasts, because I think she's got a lot of things that can help a lot of ladies, and I'm excited to dive in, but before we dive into what we're talking about today, Sarah, just introduce yourself just a little bit. Woohoo! Hello to my best friend, Casey Hope. I love you, and I'm so honored, and I love talking. I love sharing, because when you have had God do things in your life, you just want everyone to be better. So anyways, I'm excited, and a little bit about me. I'm married to my hot husband, Josh, and he was in the full-time military Air Force for years. So when I met Casey, we were in Alabama and at a military station, and I do have two beautiful girls now. I have a 15-year-old who's a competitive uh, cheerleader, and then I also have a competitive gymnast who's a daughter as well, and so that's Sydney and Stacia. We are now in the Carolinas where the North and South meet is what I love to tell people. Really close to Charlotte, but we are in uh, the South Carolina area. So I love it. I work a full-time job teaching and training and mentoring women um, in a skincare and cosmetic company, and I've been doing it for 16 years. So that's just a little bit about me, but I love Jesus and I love the opportunity to mentor and invest in women. It brings me joy. So that's a little bit about me, right? Awesome. Awesome. And it's crazy to even like, when I hear you say numbers, I like 16 years and you've got a 15 year old because like we were pushing our little tots and the, on the swing and we both had one in a, in a baby carriage and now they are all teenagers and we are years into both of our businesses. And it's just crazy how time has gone with a quickness. But, but what we are talking about today, y'all, I'm not telling y'all, Sarah has so much when she says that she loves teaching and training women, she does this all the time, not podcasts like this, but she is all the time pouring into to women and encouraging encouraging them. And one thing that I have seen her do really well among a lot of things is to set boundaries. And whether that is in relationships or in work-life boundaries or boundaries on her own self and her own time, there's so many things that I've seen her just, just learn different principles and apply them. And so today we're going to talk about that because I feel like that is an area that we're going to specifically talk about boundaries in relationships. 
We'll talk about others in future podcasts, but boundaries and relationships are what we're going to talk about today because me and you, Sarah, we like are real concrete about boundaries, <laughs> but I think that some people, if they're not taught to, or they maybe just don't think about having them or they just assume that, that they don't need them. I don't know. I think that, I think that not everybody is as concrete about having boundaries. And I just, today I just want to talk about why that's important, what that even looks like, because I think that can be so helpful to a lot of people. So before we dive in, can you tell me, because I know now you're great with your boundaries. Can you tell me about any time that maybe you didn't have boundaries? Yes. So I think it's so funny you're saying that because the truth is that if you're, if they're listening to the podcast today, like we want to share this because we don't want you to go through what we've had to go through, what I've had to go through of making some poor choices of not having it. So I can really remember and specifically my marriage of a time before we were married and I just boundaries, like what I'm comfortable with, what I'm not comfortable with. I didn't even think about it. And so anyways, I remember a time when I was. I engaged to my husband and I was still in college and we typically in a class setting would go out to eat afterwards and it was just very normal. But for whatever reason that day, all of the other people didn't show up that we hung out with and there was only one other male and we just always went to lunch after. I was actually sensing he's probably going to want want to go to lunch. And I just don't know if I should be doing like, it feels uncomfortable and to each their own, right? Everybody has different boundaries or things that they are aware that they're uncomfortable with or comfortable, but I didn't really talk to my husband or again, fiance at the time about it because, well, I don't know. I just did it. But so here I am and exactly what I was thinking may happen. He was like, okay, so let's, I'll meet you at the restaurant. And I didn't, really know what to do. So I just was like, sure. Yeah, I'll meet you there because that's what we did, even though no one else was there. And so we go to the restaurant. I'm uncomfortable the drive over there. I'm uncomfortable before he says anything. I'm for me, I'm sensing that I am just not feeling good. Of course we go eat. It's no big deal. He's a kind person. I'm engaged, whatever, nothing. He's good looking, but whatever, none of that really matters. (laughs) But it does because you just are thinking about all the things, right? What is someone going to think? And of course, what happens while I'm eating at this restaurant? I happen to run into some friends and their eyes when they see me are like as big as the moon. They are like, what are you doing eating out? But of course they didn't say that. They were like, hey girl, what you doing? And I overly share oh, this is one of my classmates and we always go to eat and everybody else couldn't. So this is so, and I apologize. I'm sure he's a great guy. I don't even know his name. Okay. And and that probably in itself is a great lesson that he really didn't have much value in my life. I hate to disrespect him, but it's just that I don't even know his name. That was a very, looking back, I was so uncomfortable I was so not okay with it. My my fiance at the time, would he have been upset? It's again, we just didn't have boundaries. And I learned that I was uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Like that was something I was not okay with. And moving forward, that was not something I was going to do. And I can, I'm here to tell you today, that is not something that we do or that I do, because I know it is a boundary that I definitely want to have. 
that's hilarious, first of all, because I can imagine <laughs> you like over explaining. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. So one thing I heard you say too, was like, you didn't know what to do. So you just said yes. And I feel like I see that mm-hmm. in all of us. Like when we're in these positions where we haven't thought about it beforehand, we haven't put a boundary on it. We don't, we're in this new thing. We don't know what to do. We haven't thought about it before. So then we just say yes, even if it feels uncomfortable. But if you've thought about it before, if you've had this discussion with fiance, spouse, whoever beforehand, you in knowing that's a boundary, then you just say, yeah, I'm really going to, you have a little bit of a, just a little bit of a, a mindset to say, I think I'll catch you next time <laughs> when everybody yeah. else is doing this. But it's when you don't think about it beforehand that you don't. So yeah, that's one of our boundary, mine, TR's boundaries too, is don't have lunch with the opposite sex, with just the opposite sex. Bring a buddy along. I, like I know you work with a lot of different people, but it shouldn't ever be just, just you and somebody else. And again, like you said, to each their own, that's just something that we don't feel comfortable with or we don't want to open the door to anything. So that's a funny story of before you had boundaries. Now I know that you have boundaries. Let's say that somebody is listening to this. And I think there's a lot of people in this camp that think I don't need boundaries. I trust my partner. And I don't think it's just about trust. Like why would you say people need boundaries in their marriage or relationships? I I think it keeps us healthy emotionally and a lot of other things too, besides just emotionally. But you're also being forced to communicate the silence that you are experiencing, the the things that are bugging you, your best friends, they that should be a safe enough environment that you're discussing those things. Mm-hmm. And they should be left to your own demise. Our minds are a very dangerous place. And I love that God's word says that we can make our thoughts obedient to Christ. But sometimes we've got to be aware of what those thoughts are. And I believe that if you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Those are not things we need to ignore. And I believe that God puts, it helps us. He guides us. Actually, his word says that he will guide us. So if we're not willing to put boundaries in our life, Sometimes for me, I'm a good time. I'm loud. I'm fun. I'm going to need some clear boundaries to keep me going when I'm so loud. But (laughs) the Lord is speaking to me that I can practically know, okay, Sarah, warning, like you're heading in the wrong direction. And you know that because you spent some time thinking about what is the direction of like your life according to what you believe God's called you to do. And so God's word is pretty clear about certain boundaries, in my opinion. There's going to be some gray ones that I believe through conviction. I think the Lord will direct specifically you and even potentially within your friendships, your marriage. Hey, this is healthy for me. This is unhealthy. And that's what I think it's ultimately about is finding health. So you can be your best self. Your marriage can be its best self because truly marriage, it is not fulfillment. It is only a reflection of the love of Jesus on earth for us. So I want to have some boundaries so I can keep showing the love of Jesus to my spouse and then to my friendships too, not to be their fulfillment, but to be an encouragement and a direction to stay on the path that they are called to be. And I want my spouse to help me do that too. You just said you've got to evaluate and think and self-reflect. And I think that kind of goes into to what I've heard you talk about that I would love for you to explain to the listeners about that red light, yellow light, green light. I think that little illustration really helps, I think, people 
if they're like, I don't even know what boundaries I need. And you're saying, okay, to self-reflect and think on it, how can they use that tool of red light, yellow light, green light to, to start to think of what, what is, what is comfortable and what is uncomfortable for me and my spouse or significant other? Talk a little bit about that. The red light, yellow light, green light. Okay. So I came up with that not on my own. I just always like to make sure I give credit. This is years of counseling and mentorship. And I just think that's so important for us to understand that even as you're listening, you're obviously somebody who wants to grow. And so keep doing that. But I just had to make sure that this is not something I invented, but I can easily reflect it back on the situation. So a green light is when you are in the good, you are like, these are choices that you feel no hesitation. And I want to say feelings sometimes can also lie to you. So make sure, for example, if I feel nothing, but if I'm talking with my significant other and they feel something, when you are in marriage, there is a specific, and I believe it's both. I believe that my husband gets a chance to tell me things that make him feel different. And then I may feel fine, but he may feel a certain way and honoring each other in those moments. I have to mention that, but Green light is everything is good. You feel like I'm not feeling any kind of uncomfortableness. Your significant other's not feeling any uncomfortableness. Like we're good. Yellow light, you're probably starting to sense some uncomfort. So for me, going out with a group of people after a class, that would have been green light. In a group environment, absolutely, we're all there. It felt there's nothing to be concerned about. When I forecasted that this is going to be a one-on-one situation, the I immediately began to feel uncomfortable. That would be yellow light. When you're starting to sense and starting to question things and, hey, I've got some discomfort, like in my opinion, that would be a yellow light. And again, when you're communicating with your significant other and they are experiencing some uncomfortableness, it would be like, hey, I'm not feeling that way. But I can see that you are or you're communicating that to me, which is why this is so important to communicate in the things that you're feeling um, uncomfortable with or just reoccurring thoughts. But the red light would have been, I'm driving on my way. I am knowing I don't need to go. Like I have already, because I know I am heading to something I should not be heading to go to. And of course, the entire thing, it's red light. I've crossed something I'm uncomfortable with. And so the goal is to stay away from the red light. The goal is to pay attention more to the yellow light situations in your life and even having conversations. It may not just be, again, this could be friendship. This could be spouse. There's so many things, but is there any kind of reoccurring situations that is making you feel that uncomfort? And if you're not, can I just say, pray and ask God to reveal that. If you feel like I'm trying to figure out boundaries, I'm trying to figure out what would be situations or how can I have a healthier marriage or healthier relationships? So just pray and ask God. And I promise you, if you seek the Lord, he will deliver. I brought, he says he will speak to those who seek him. So I don't know. I, I, for me, I think that has always been a helpful tool as we continue to parent. These are the yellow, green light, yellow light, and red light. It applies in all things, not just in marriage, but in so many situations. So 
Yeah. And I, as you were talking, I just, it reminded me of a yellow light situation. If somebody's okay, what does that yellow light situation look like? And what does the communication look like? I can just give a, a real uh, clear example. I remember early on in our marriage and early on in starting Pizzazz, I was working, like I didn't have as much help. So I was doing everything from everything, emails, website, taking pictures, getting them on the website, teaching all the class, like everything. So what that meant is a lot of times I was up really late at night doing different things with emails, website, stuff like that. And I remember one time I was, I was having to go back and forth with the, the guy who did our website at the time. It was years back and it was late at night on just back and forth with website stuff. And I remember my husband just saying, he was expressing that kind of that yellow light, like, I don't know what I feel about you on the <clears throat> chatting back and forth at midnight with another guy. And he did not distrust me. He did not think anything was going on. He just said his yellow light. I was about that. And there was no, there was no arguments. There was no be, me being defensive. I was just like, okay, if you don't like that, I'll just do it earlier in the day. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I wouldn't want you late at night with somebody else either, even though there was nothing. I just wanted to respect his yellow light. And I think it's important to one, be okay with expressing that yellow light feeling, like not feeling like that you can't tell your spouse or you can't tell your significant other because it makes you sound crazy or it makes you sound whatever. If they're your best friend, like you said, they can handle like you just saying, I'm not uncomfortable with this. And I feel like that was just a really, just something that popped in my mind. Like if somebody is wanting an example of that yellow light, another one is like that, like just be okay with expressing it to your significant other and be okay with them expressing it and just honor it. Know that it doesn't mean that they don't trust you. It's just, Hey, if they're a little bit uncomfortable with it, honor it, change it up. But yeah, can you give any other specific boundaries that you and Josh have set up that might help other people think, oh, I might need to adapt that one? Because I don't think that I, the whole not having lunch with a, a opposite sex, I didn't really ever think of that until I heard somebody else give examples of boundaries. And I started to try to think of things that might make me feel uncomfortable. And I heard that as an example. So we put that into place in our marriage. So could you give any examples that other people might want to borrow as far as boundaries within marriage? Yes, absolutely. And I, I want to mention this, that I realize that there might be a lot of career women listening to this. And also my husband is very successful in his career as well. And we've had to make sure that we, he has business meetings that may require him to meet with the opposite sex. And that is something that is mandatory. So it's not, I just wanted to clarify this as well. We are very strategic with it. We don't ignore the boundary. And so we say, okay, then it's in a public place. It's in an environment that we feel good about. I just want to mention that too, because for the career woman, she may have to do those things. And so will the male, but making sure again, if this has to happen, how are we creating a green, yellow, red? What are the boundaries that we are setting in place? What do we discuss with the opposite sex? What do we not discuss? That's one of the things like making sure there's no really reason that I'm talking about personal situations in a business platform with the opposite sex. There's no need for a coworker to know maybe how my 
deeply my family's doing. If it's just understanding how deep you're going to go, it doesn't need to be deep. So anyways, I wanted to mention that, but also things that we did early on learning. And let me be clear, this is a revolving door, meaning you're learning and growing and you're redeveloping, you're constantly redeveloping boundaries. But I would say the opposite sex eating out thing, but also finances, like what is healthy for us? to spend money on without each other knowing about it. Honestly, also free time. What in our free time, what do we consider to be healthy? Are we just isolating ourselves in our free time? Are we having some time, but then we also have community time. But with the finance specifically, I remember us making a amount purchase. Okay. If you spend more than a hundred dollars, then we just need to reflect back on that and discuss it before that purchase is made. And, and guys, it's not always easy to be exactly on the same page. I actually love to save. My husband loves to spend. That's what we came back to several times. And so that's okay. Like learning what is the number? Hey, I felt like this wasn't honored. And again, the thing about the green and yellow and red is that you have to be willing to go back and say, Hey, like I felt this and then it wasn't either honored or it was honored. And I wanted to say thank you for that. I don't know. I think it's important to make sure that you're not being afraid when you feel that you set the boundary, that you go back to the boundary if it was honored or not honored. So you're constantly affirming each other with supporting each other. Hey, I felt that. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, yeah. And building each other up because it's easy to forget that this is just what you do, but it's important for us to realize, Hey, we are prioritizing each other. And what's super cool to me about these boundaries, Casey, is that before you know it, you're really honoring each other in such small ways that I just had somebody visiting with us this week. And they were like, I cannot get enough of the way that y'all talk to each other. And I was just like, oh, really? And she was like, I can't. Like, I love it. I love how you verbally affirm your husband. And I about honestly fell to the floor because I was <laughs> so grateful to hear her say that because it's a habit. It's a it's learning to, again, take the boundaries that you've done and then you're just re, re-layering them back and getting good at affirming the green. Affirming the green, yeah, yeah. affirming the good, affirming the boundaries and just the, man, that felt good. The way you talked to me today, mm-hmm. that felt good. The, when, when I felt like you put me first today, mm-hmm. I just wanted you to know that that made me feel really good. I love and, that. Yeah. I love that focus on the good. That's got it goes back to with kids, with anybody like affirming the good, not just thinking about all the red light boundaries, but thinking about how to affirm the green lights. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. So what are, what are some steps if somebody is listening to this and like, okay, so I'm here, you talking about this. What are my first steps and even thinking about creating bound, healthy boundaries. And we talked about there's these relationships with what you feel comfortable with. There's financial boundaries. I know you've talked about even boundaries with your time and we'll talk about that um, later, but what are some first steps that somebody, if they're like, I definitely need some boundaries in this relationship. How do I start? What do I do? (laughs) I think the beautiful thing about marriage, you've got two imperfect people, right? And again, I'm specifically leaning into marriage, but this is about your journey with you becoming the specifically for women woman that God has called you to be. 
and then supporting your spouse and being the man that God has called him to be. So I would dare to say in the beginning, it would be about getting alone, not just with your significant other, but asking them to do the same thing and spend some time reflecting and say, because again, you'll learn just not in your marriage, what there's some green light, yellow light, red light, but God, what are some things that I just don't like? Like it's aggravating me. It's frustrating me. I've experienced pain or sadness. And like I said, don't think you're going to get a magical list or anything. It may be one thing and that's okay. Whatever it may be, just get alone, ask the Lord, like, what are some things? And I have to say this too, because this is such a thing. You cannot, it's not about comparison, guys. You may have someone that you want your marriage to look like. You may think they are like the epitome of what a marriage is. And I think that it's probably unhealthy because nobody's got their life together. I'm just here to tell you right now. But I do think it's not about that. It's about, I want you to get along and say, what would a life of chasing God look like for me? A life that is submitted and surrendered to living it for him. What is that going to look like in my life? What is that? What are the areas that I need to be fully surrendered and serving the Lord? And what would that look like? And what are areas that I think I'm not fully surrendered to the Lord in? What are areas that are, again, aggravating me or frustration? And then once you've done that, and then your significant others done that, then I would say, come back together and say, hey, these are some, maybe don't do all 20 or something. If you're like, girl, I got a list of a hundred. Okay. Okay. Like <laughs> them a down. Okay. Cause nobody's perfect. You've got <laughs> a little bit of uh, what is that high school musical? I don't know, but I'm just saying that maybe just pick three. Okay. Like three. And these are some of the things. And then your significant other picks three, and then you come together and you talk about it and you say, okay, these are some things that we want to see. And you just begin to work on it messily and perfectly and it's okay when you come back together, if you're like, wow, when I did this, I was so mad or I'm frustrated. Or again, you've got a list of 20 and he's got one. Okay. Like I get it. Like guys, sometimes they don't, but pray for your man. Mm. God can do what you cannot do. Mm. God can Sweet soften. Man. Yeah. God can soften. God can redirect. God can reveal more than you can. And I want to also say this because I mentor and speak and teach to a lot of women. I am not saying that this is any way, shape or form of an opportunity of control. Mm. I want you to hear me say that this is healthy, emotionally safe, physically safe situations. I am not giving any man permission to do that. Anything that is unhealthy. So that is not what having boundaries is a safe environment for you to healthily communicate in no way, shape or form. Should I, I be encouraging neglect or for you to stay in a situation that is dangerous. So it's worth mentioning that as well. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. I, I know we don't have a whole lot more time. We, we could talk on this for a lot more, but we try to keep these short bite-sized segments to where people can just have, I hope that people can just have one takeaway. And and I don't know what that's going to be today. I think there's lots of little things in here that you've said, everything from 
kind of being self-reflective and looking at the things that cause that yellow light, green light, red light thing to, to maybe they just need to verbalize this one little thing that's been whatever, bugging them or what, whatever that is. Maybe that needs to be communicated with their spouse, or maybe the takeaway is they just need to honor the yellow lights that their significant other has instead of just dismissing it and saying, whatever, you're crazy, just honor it because you would want the same in return. So thank you so much. I pray that this, this is uh, helpful for somebody. And real quick, before we go, do you want to tell anybody if they want to connect with you or find you, do you want to tell them like where to find you on socials or anything? Sure. Sarah Driggers on Facebook and Instagram, nothing fancy, but it's S-A-R-A-H and Driggers is D-R-I-G-E-R-S. And on Instagram, it's the same. If you like seeing girly things and what it's like to raise teenagers, and if you like music, and if you like to laugh, then you might want to hang out. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what I we do. love it. I love it. I love that if you like music, because <laughs> you are all yes. about a walking little singing machine. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Sarah. I loved having you today, and we will talk soon. Okay. I hope y'all enjoyed that podcast. Y'all be sure to go like, subscribe this, leave a review. Let us know how you're liking it. We like that feedback. And if you want to follow us on other social platforms on Instagram, it's Pizzazz Art Studio. Same for Facebook and Pizzazz is P-Z-A-Z-Z. Pizzazz Art Studio. Go check us out and see what all we have to offer over there. 